Welcome to the Unestablished Podcast, a podcast about the unexplained shenanigans of adulthood. Adulting is challenging, but with a little wine and an unfiltered conversation, we'll get through this together. Each week, we will discuss the perceptions of what it means to live the broke rich lifestyle as an unestablished adult. Living broke rich is not just about monetary assets. There are levels of this shit. Now, here are your hosts, Constance, Jawanda, and Monique. Hi, everybody. Welcome back for another episode. Hey, y'all. Hey, friends. We are back at it again. And let's talk about this wine of the week. This week, it was a buyer's choice. Mm -hmm. So we made our own choice. So I made my choice of the white Merlot, (laughs) which is a fan favorite of mine. I don't know anybody else that makes it besides Behringer. Sutter home, but we hate even. Oh no! Okay, that's why I don't know nobody else. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, no one else makes it but Behringer. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I'm pretty sure I talked about it before. How I enjoy it. It's 11.4 percent. It's a semi-dry, so it's not too dry. It's not too sweet. Um, and it gets you where you need to go, where you need to be. I got raspberry, watermelon, and floral notes with a touch of sweetness. Mm-hmm. Just a turch. Just a turch. Just a tincture bit. Perfect yeah. balance, and it's high in alcohol content. Fan-fucking-tastic. Mm-hmm. Yes. A winner. Okay, Constance, what you got, girl? Well, I um I decided to drink cider this evening, um, or today, rather. Um, and I am on Original Sin um, this crimson chaos cider. Mm. It looked, yeah, I haven't seen this one before, and I've tried literally every other one. Um, and it's if y'all have ever had the Black Widow of Original Sin, if you drink cider at all, um, it's similar. It's not quite as because the the Black Widow one is like a black cherry. This one is a little bit milder, but you know, six percent. Um, very tasty, mm. light. And airy, I I appreciate original sin. Um, I will say this, it is not sweet. So if you are a like angry orchard drinker, probably not for you. Cause it ain't that damn sweet. I love but me some angry orchard now. Right. So I don't think this is for you. You might not like this. And this is what I have in here. Um <laughs> I'm gonna have to go to Total Wine and get you something else to drink while we're in here. <laughs> oh no. Because I was trying to figure out what to get you. But I bought me a big ass thing of tequila. But anyways, so this Crimson mm. Chaos cider is um, doing the damn thing, and I appreciate her. She's light and airy, ever so slight carbonation. It's fantastic. Thank you, Original mm. Sin. You're the bomb. All right. Mama, what you shaking up over there? I am shaking the Karma probiotic water. Mother Nature is doing her shit this week, and um, I just decided to go with this option. So um, they have the probiotic. And the flavoring at the top, and you literally just push the tap in, and it fuses with the water, and you shake it up and go. So I just tasted it for the first time, and it's really good. So this flavor is pineapple mango, Mm -hmm. and it says you have 2 billion cultures in the bottle. But um, it says that it's a better option than, like, your average kombuchas because those pre-mixed drinks deteriorate over time. Mm, and this yeah. is patent to keep the um, proprietary blend of essential vitamins and cultures to ensure that it's delivered at a peak potency. Oh, fantastic. 
<laughs> so I'll be sipping on this for the rest of the night. Yeah. Okay, girl. Okay. Heard that. Yeah. They said mm-hmm. the kombuchas ain't got shit on them. Nothing. <laughs> Patent, honey. Yeah. Oh, girl. Right. Tastes good too. Glad to hear that. Yeah, that's the better. That's the better thing. When you pay money yeah. on some things and they don't taste like shit. I think we learned our lesson after the beatbox. Like we just ain't trying <laughs> any any old shit. <laughs> no, the like, beatbox. I, I got depressed just now after you said the name. Oh my yeah. god! It, that should be illegal to be on the show. <laughs> I mean, goddamn! I I would have drank a whole thing of MD twenty twenty. Mad dog, bitch. Mad dog. Bitch, I will drink MD2020 out of the gas station, the blue kind <laughs> or the yellow, before I drink another motherfucking beatbox again in I my think life. I'll drink a Four loco before I drink one of those. Oh, God no. I was going to put them on. <laughs> I was going to put them on the same list. They both need to be banned. Definitely. I heard it. <clears throat> well, I'll take Taylorport over that damn um, beatbox. No, wow. that's bad. Oh. God damn. That's saying something. <laughs> Hold up, didn't oh, Taylor make you piss the couch or something? Hold on, we're not doing that. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> our speaker for this yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. We're edit that shit out. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Okay. Okay. <laughs> They'll definitely drink Chardonnay before I drink Pete Black again. Definitely. <laughs> for sure. Cosign. <laughs> If you love listening to Unestablished, you can support our podcast by going to the link in our bio and buying a wine. That's right, a wine. Buymeacoffee.com allows listeners like you an easy way to say thanks. Plus, it only takes a minute. Your selflessness will assist in improving software and expanding Unestablished, a podcast made with you in mind. Available every Wednesday on all podcasting platforms. Thank you. Well, Mo, can you introduce our speaker for today? Yes. Our guest for this episode is Tamika L. Sims. Her motto is, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Tamika is a five-time author, book coach, and publishing strategist. Through the years of opposition, domestic violence, and life's challenges, Tamika has a story to tell. Tamika is a native of Columbia, South Carolina, and now resides in Las Vegas, Nevada, where she continues to work with aspiring individuals who want to share their stories with the world. And here's Tamika. Well, thank you so much for having me first. Um, So I'm Tamika L. Sims. I am a book coach, um, as well as an entrepreneur, and recently an author again. So I'm excited to be on here today uh, to talk a little bit more about that. (laughs) Yes, I... um... We well, we were told about you from Monique, oh, so we're <laughs> so we are happy to have you. Thank you. So you said that you are an author again. So what is your book about this time around? So the title of this book is Ink Pen Diva: The Truth Behind My Pen, and this book is all about my business and entrepreneurship journey. So I started my book publishing business, Ink Pen Diva. Uh, late 2013, early 2014. And so this book really chronicles that whole experience of being an entrepreneurship 
um, over an eight-year timeline. And I actually end the book with me moving to Las Vegas, which happened last year. So all about business development, entrepreneurship, and of course, you know, the highs and the lows that come along with making a decision uh, uh, to that degree. Got it. Okay. That sounds interesting. I know. <laughs> it was definitely interesting writing it. So I hope that it was, you know, it's interesting for the folks that have had an opportunity to read it. Yes. I was like, I need to go order my coffee today. <laughs> it's on my to-do list. I promise. Um, very good. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> so when does the book come out? It's is out, it out already? Yes. yes. The book, here it is. The book actually released on September the 1st. So my baby is 30 days old, a little over 30 days old at this point. Uh, So I I was, it was definitely a true labor of love. Um, This is book number six for me. And, um, but it's taken me 11 years to get back to the space of actually being an author again. So when I say it was a true labor of love, it really was. And not just for the writing process. I think even with my mindset of, putting myself back in that space again, you know, because I spent the last eight years building a book business where I focused so much on helping other people that, you know, I put my own skill and reading audience and things like that to the back burner. So, you know, getting back into this space of writing again was like really just, it's a blessing for sure, but it was definitely something that I also had to wrap my mind around uh, to be able to complete it. Do you think it was harder this time around versus your previous books? Oh, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) And I say that because the time, you know, time is really, it's a big factor in making the certain decisions that we do. But then also this entrepreneurship story is one that I've never told before. And so there's a lot that I cover in this book. There was a lot that occurred in my life while I was building my business. And so stories that I had never told before, even on social media, people that were close to me didn't realize that I was going through some of the things that I was. And I think that that's also the beauty of being able to write a book is that you do, you do get an opportunity to share of yourself in a different space and in a different manner than you had never um, been able to do that before. And I love that I I put it in book form because it's a different type of release. So there's one thing, you know, when you're having a conversation with someone, you can share it with them. But when you actually put something in book form, your book and your story and your words is out there forever. And you get to help change the mindsets of people forever. And so, um, you know, so I love definitely being back in this space again. I love that. Mm. (laughs) When you say be back in a space, that kind of is a perfect segue to what we really brought you here to talk about. (laughs) We want to talk about maintaining your individuality um, in a relationship. And so for our listeners, you may not know, but Tamika Sims is my writing coach. And um, so I'm a little biased here. (laughs) But um, how do you get back to the space of being you? And um, obviously, that was a part of your writing process, getting back to the space where you were able to write again. How do you get back to your individuality when you've lost that in a relationship? And I know, given your um, history, this is something that you could definitely speak on. That's such a great question, Monique. That's why, you know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> but um, individuality is something that's really, really important to me because that was something that I lost when I was in that relationship. Um, and it was actually, it's been the hardest thing that I'll probably say that I have had to regain is understanding who I am. And even most recently, I found myself, you know, I was still asked that question, you know, who are you and what do you want? And I think that these are lifelong questions that we have to find ourselves answering because we're always in a space of constantly growing and evolving. But I think that individuality, getting back to your question, it comes with um, moving, making movement and take, making some decisions and taking some risk. Because I think out of the outcome of that is you getting to know more of yourself. And when you are more connected to your authentic self, then that individuality is a byproduct of that. And I always like to say, like, I love me. I know that I'm a big personality. I know that I, you know, the value that I bring to the table. I know I could be a lot, <laughs> but I also know that I like to have fun. I'm very serious when the moment calls for it. But I, you know, I'm getting to know more and more every day of who Tamika is. And that's just, that's been an important quest for me to be on because for so long, who I thought she was, she is, she was not that person. And a lot of, and sometimes even with individuality, I think we look for that in others. Like we look for other people to give us who that is and not realizing that that journey is very much so personal. So, um, you know, and that was also one of the things that I discovered in this book was I needed to know who the ink pen diva was. And I needed to know that she was inside of me all along, but she wasn't someone that I could create. She was someone that I had to embody. Does that make sense? Like we have to embody who it is that we want to become. We have to embody who it is that we're saying um, who we are on a day-to-day basis. And if we're not embodying it, then we've just really created another persona, something else for us to live up to. So on our quest for individuality, we have to understand how important embodying it, how important embodiment is in that space. I see. It it reminds me of that quote, you got to dress for the job you want, not the job you (laughs) want. Not for the job. (laughs) And you know what? That's so good, Constance, because I was like, so many days when I was working, I would leave out of the house looking like Raggedy Ann and Andy. Do y'all remember those? (laughs) Yes. Like, a hot mess. And I'm so grateful that I have people in my life that are like, girl, mm -mm. (laughs) do your hair, do some makeup on. Like, why you look like you just woke up? Like, it's just all of that. So, (laughs) yeah. Yes. Um, and I wonder, I, you know, you being, as you said, when you commit things to paper, this isn't just a conversation you have with your friends. This isn't yeah. a conversation you have with your therapist. You know, I want to know, uh, you know, like what led you uh, to be in such a space and, and let your vulnerability out to commit mm-hmm. your story, um, you know, to paper when you were after you left that relationship? I, um, it was... I think it was that journey, that whole journey of um, self-empowerment and self-improvement. Um, much of my journey involved a lot of reconnecting with me um, and a lot of unlearning as well as um, learning some things that I needed to do as well going forward. 
So me being able to be vulnerable in books um, and things like that is actually a strong suit of mine. I'm very good with words. I've always loved writing. I love putting stories together. So I have no issue with the vulnerability in that space. But even with that, the challenge becomes of you really getting out of your own way and telling the story that needs to be told. And I will just tell you that if I did not have accountability with writing this book, you probably would not have the story that you have before you today, because there were so many moments where I just literally wanted to shut down and did not want to finish this because I started this book in 2019. Like, let's just be all the way 100. I started this book in 2019, but I did not pick it back up again to finish until the spring of this year. You know, because again, yeah. it's that vulnerability piece. It's that, you know what? I don't, I don't really want to do this. And I cried y'all. Like I, y'all know, I say women are the emotional. I said, we are the emotional heart of God. Like we're the heart of God. We are, we're the emotional spot. And I cried so much, so much during the course of this book. I was like, where are these darn tears coming from? Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, cause this, you know, it's not like it's my first time doing this. But sometimes it just depends on the depth of the story that you're telling. And when we're talking about vulnerability, that is something that's a whole nother level. And so that but those tears and everything that was so, um, so freeing for me. Mm, I, I would think that it was probably like feelings that you probably buried or that you didn't think about. And it was just subconsciously you're just cleansing yourself of those emotions. That's true, um, Jawanda, because I, a lot of times when I was going through and writing it, um, I thought, you know, you think that you're really over something so much because it happened so many years ago and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, that was a one-time thing. I've already dealt with that emotion. I've already had those feelings and felt whatever the emotions I needed to do several years ago. But when it comes to writing it, you know, you have to really put yourself right back in that place in order to do a good job. And when you put yourself back in the moment, you have no choice but to feel it all over again. Mm. But the beautiful thing that I found with this book and writing is that is that I feel this sense of completion. Mm. And I feel this sense of freedom in that, wow, it's finally off of me. I finally told it. Now I can move yeah. on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, now I can move on. And you don't realize how once you deeply bury something, it's it's packed away, it's so deep. And you start to really uncover and peel back the layers of the onion, so to speak. And you really, you start to release and start seeing things come off of you and you feel better. Like once I finished this book, like when I we did the final reading with my team, I just had all of these emotions and crying all these tears, but I just felt as though it was finished. And so I felt freer physically. I felt lighter once I finished writing this book. I love that. Like a weight had been lifted off you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know what? Some Constance, what I've realized is sometimes that's not just physical weight. That's also emotional yes. weight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's also emotional weight and emotional baggage that we carry so much for so long and you really don't know. And it shows, it shows itself it in does. different ways. Right. Mm-hmm. So we know that things are happening and something's going on. And until you address it and until you really deal with it and you may even write about it, if that's going to be your bag, but if not, it's like, okay, I got to do something to process this and writing. Um, it's just that healing creative medium for me. 
journaling would do that if we would stick to it. But I'm like, I don't want to face these emotions I need to put on this paper. So long. <laughs> do not ever ask me to do anything like that on a daily basis. I'm not oh. going to do it. I have tried <laughs> so many years in the past. I am just not that person. I'm, you know how they say, oh, you got 30 days to a better you and 21 days. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's not me. I can't, I don't, I can't read it like that. I don't know. My brain doesn't work that way. I need time to sort of finish it on my own yeah. process. Yes. I would appreciate that. Cause that, I mean, I, I think I went solid one week while I was like working from home and then I had to go back in that office. <laughs> I ain't got time for that this morning. I got to go. You know, because life just comes at you and work Lord. responsibilities come at you and you're like, I don't want to, I don't have time for this. And even though we do have the time technically, like we could make it, but no, we don't want to do it. Right. I'd rather just sit there in front Listen, of that TV and let that TV right. look at me versus I watch someone else <laughs> addressing these feelings I have going on. Right. It's yeah. okay. I'm going to just dive into someone else's world and let them have problems. I don't have problems. I have any issues. I know. I know. And that's also the beautiful part about reading books. Mm-hmm. Like I always say, a good writer is an excellent reader. Like a good writer is an avid reader. You have to be. You have to be not just um, involving yourself in other people's worlds, but you need to read sometimes just for entertainment yeah. purposes. You need to read and give your mind a way of escape. And that helps you too on a different level because you, for a moment, you get an opportunity to um, leave what's going on around you and fully devote yourself in something, but you develop a deeper appreciation for not just the literature, but for the mind and imagination of the person that actually created the story. And so reading for entertainment purposes and watching TV, because I love me some ratchet yes, TV. Lord. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love, yes. let me tell you, I will have yes. a private love and hip hop. Uh, well, not housewives, but I definitely will love and hip hop it. Okay. Cause that's the ratchet yeah. ratchet. So I, and I need, you know, there's some days where you just mm-hmm. need that. <laughs> Things make me tired. I can't do it. No more. I had to let them go. Girl, I'll be on my city girls, period. Okay, that's just me. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes you need that escape, also. Oh, Lord. That is funny. Well, I don't know. uh, I don't know if you're in a relationship now, but even if you're not, I, I know. Like when you do, when you're in a relationship, especially like a not so great one, you you start realizing mm-hmm. like once you finally get up out that thing, this is this mm-hmm. is my list of non-negotiables. Because after this nonsense right mm-hmm. here, I, I'm not putting up with that no more. <laughs> so I I want to know what um what what constitutes a healthy relationship for you? What would that look like for you? Oh, that is such a great question. Um, communication yes. for sure. Um, and communication has been a big struggle for me, um, when it comes to that, cause I haven't always been the best at expressing myself and my emotions. Like I told you, I can write it all day long, but that talking about it, it has been a challenge for me. That's something that I'm constantly working on. So you definitely need healthy communication and healthy communication means the understanding that sometimes those conversations will get intense they may lead to arguments. They may lead to feelings of anger, which there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with, right? Like anger is a very healthy emotion. We don't always, I don't think we always believe or buy into that, but anger is a very healthy emotion. It's just about how it's expressed. Um, so communication for sure, trust. Um, you got to be able to trust the person that you're in a relationship with and not just trusting the person to be themselves or to be there for you, but also trusting yourself with them. 
if that makes sense. So trusting yourself with them, respect, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You have to have, you have to respect your person. Um, and you like, you know, you gotta be able to like them. Like, I know we want to immediately jump to love, but Ooh, I love that's Mm -hmm. my baby. And that's great. (laughs) And that's all well and fine. I love that too. But you got to like the person at the end of the day. Like, I, I got to like you as a man. I got to like what you represent. I got to like who you are. I got to like being in your presence. I got to like being myself in your presence. So, you know, to me, all of those are um, a portion of a recipe for a healthy relationship. But uh, for sure, that communication is a big okay. deal. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I agree with that. Jawanda, this is your time. This is your moment to shine because we, um, a few episodes ago, she highlighted like when you get married, you have to make sure that you like the person. It's one thing to love them, but you have to make sure you like them. So, as you were saying, like, 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 I'm looking at her like, you hear her? You hear her? I mean, that's that's facts. I do agree with that. You have to like them and you make that choice to be with that person every day. So every day you wake up, you make that choice and you set that intention of I'm going to be with you today and whatever happens today, we're going to work through it, through it and get through it so we can make it to the next day together. So and what comes in that is all of those things you listed, communication, Mm -hmm. trust, respect liking the person like if you don't Mm -hmm. like the person at all like there's no well way else that you can add all that other stuff to the pot that's so true and I just wonder you know from a relationship standpoint of like how many people are in relationships with people that they don't like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. that they don't like because they're comfortable that yes (laughs) yes they're comfortable or they like what the person does for them or um you know, whatever their reasonings are, people are just in relationships with people that they don't like, with people that they don't love. They're just there. And I've even had to learn that that's not, it's not good to just be there. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to, you got to be bringing something to the table. Like it's not just about the person that you're in a relationship. It's about you too, because you're in it as well. So it needs to be mutually beneficial, mutual give and take. So um, you know, so again, that's another thing that I would add to the relationship. So, you know, sometimes that's not balanced. Um, you know, sometimes there's a person that gives a little more, a person that takes a little more and vice versa. So, but I think that when it all works together, it's just this beautiful melting pot um, of something that you can really build on. It's a business. It's a business. <laughs> business. I, you know, I, I hate that. that. I hate that. But that's, I mean, but re- I'm, relationships are work and whatever you bring to the table. Like she said, like, I'm bringing something to the table. My significant other is bringing something to the table. And that's what you do in business. You you bring what you are good at, your assets to the table to work together. Yeah. Yeah. I think the challenge, though, with that, um, Joanna, and I see, like, you know, we're like kindred spirits. (laughs) (laughs) I think the challenge for that is that um, the business part of it, to some degree, gives people like a way out. Like, you know, if you don't like a job, you can just quit it and leave, right? If you don't like something about your boss, you can always find another job or move to a different department if you work for a company that has that. But when you are committing, like, from a life partner perspective, like, this is someone that I know I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. It's like, you got to, it, maybe it needs to be a different sort of a math problem. Like they say, the math ain't mathing. You know what I mean? When it's, all, when it's all focused on one thing, it's like, outside of that, you know, what do we have? So 
I think it's definitely, I think it should be like a healthy combination of both business and personal, you know, because I know, because, you know, people even say, even with business, they're like, oh, it's just business. Well, I think business for some people is personal. So how do you find the balance in that? Uh, like, are you called it a bath problem? Because I'm like, baby, this went from like simple, simple addition. Then we done jumped straight up into calculus and trade because I, I just, the older I get, the more confused I am. And like me and Mo are like very much romantical. Okay. I want to yes. love, I love being in love. I think it's so cute. I want to be mm-hmm. cute. I want to do all the things. But in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, all the things, friend. But like in the back of my head, I know. No, I'm about to get down and get serious because love don't pay these bills. Is the one that constantly reminds us. And that's a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. Oh, love don't pay these bills. Doggone it. So I, I'm, yeah, honey, I'm working out this trigonometry problem. Let's speak. <laughs> Honey, I was watching something earlier today on Facebook and they were talking about linear equations and how even though we're not doing algebra anymore in life, wow. that every day we're solving these complex problems with different variables and things like that. So relationships is another one of those linear equations, you know what I mean? Yes. All kinds of variables coming in, pluses and minus, division, multiplication, all kinds of stuff. Um, but we, uh, at the end of the day, we know what, what we want the outcome to be. And as long as we're continuing to work toward it, everything else will work. I so hope well. so, girl. Because I'm telling you, like, social media has, like, <laughs> tainted me again. Like, being on social media as a single person. Oh, my God. And talking to, like, younger generations of men and women, I, you know, sometimes I don't realize the the difference in like, you know, generational thoughts when it comes to relationships, love, business, like, I don't know what the hell their outcome is, honey. I have no idea because <laughs> all they see is what you going to do for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't see no exchange of anything. It's literally what can I yeah. get out of you from you? Right. I'm just like, right. don't you want to build with somebody? <laughs> I don't you know, it's definitely generational and it's different. You know, everybody has different morals and values. People just aren't being brought up the same way that I was, you know, and it seems like some of you were as well. So, you know, we didn't have social media during that time. So we actually had to have human connections and interactions right. and we had to, you know, we were walking to somebody's house after school, you know, and doing different little things like that and hanging right. out and playing video games and whatever, but you had an opportunity to talk and connect. And now with so much of our world at our fingertips, you just don't have that. So you have to be intentional about creating it uh, in life and in business. Like so many people think that they could just post something on social media. And I was one of those people. And I talk about that in the book. You know, I was one of those people that thought all you had to do was share the flyer on Facebook. I didn't even worry about creating a website. Cause I was like, I got right. Facebook. I got a Facebook page. Like, I'm boss out here. I don't need none of that. And then, you know, you share, you share, you share, you share, you know what? The numbers ain't mm-hmm. adding up. Something needs to change. So eventually you grow to a point, but you do have to sort of wake yourself up out of that and say, you know what? There's still some traditional business and traditional relationship models that are out there that can work for me and just being willing to put in the work to make it happen. Absolutely. I feel you on that. It just scares me a little bit. <laughs> I got it. You know, I mean, I'm. No, no one that is on this right now is old. None of us are old, but like in comparison, yeah. I be feeling like somebody's whole auntie to these young people. Like y'all, I raised you. What are you talking about? I'm just gonna go and get dinner. Like, 
on the first date, y'all go to the park. Mm-hmm. Don't even spend money. Be creative. I mean, my God, you're interviewing him anyway. <laughs> but see, the thing is, they can't because they um, it's the 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 show me piece, and everything is about impressing. Mm-hmm. So I want to show the world that I'm out on a date with a guy that can provide X, Y, and Z, or I'm in a business meeting and we're having a conversation, but look who I'm at the table with. See, it's all, everything is about showing someone rather than living it and actually being it. And that was one of the dangerous things that I found in this as well is that I lived an amazing life on social media when I was doing my book business. Like people are like, I'm people inviting me to speak. I'm doing podcasts. I'm doing interviews. I led a thriving women's empowerment community called Self-Assured Woman. I produced my live conference. I'm doing book writing workshops. People are bringing me to different cities and states to do book writing workshops. I'm doing the yeah. bomb, but I'm homeless. My God. Mm. You see what I'm saying? But I'm homeless or I don't, the money is not coming in the way that it's supposed to. Right. Or I got th- thrown out of a business, but on social media, oh, y'all like Tamika, oh, girl, I just want to be just like her. And people would say that. And people would say that to me, but I had, you know, and I appreciated it because, you know, for all intents and purposes, outside of those very, very rough years, I was doing well for myself in this space. However, there's a reality that happens behind what you see on the yeah, internet, social media. Yes. social media. And so, you know, that's one of the greatest lessons in here. That's why it's called the truth behind my pen, because so much of what you saw, I was living in, yeah, it was real, but what you didn't see was what was happening behind the scenes. And that's the part when we were talking about vulnerability earlier, that a lot of people just aren't willing to admit, like being an entrepreneur is not no cakewalk. Oh, and you know it's not I concur. <laughs> it's not flying all over the world and ain't nobody on a private jet that much you see what i'm saying <laughs> these steakhouses with these chefs and you're not being flown across the world to speak on different stages that's not real life real entrepreneurs have had a sense of hump being hungry and homeless and repossessions and foreclosures and things of that nature because when you're building something and you're all in you're willing to risk it all for the sake of building your business and creating a legacy for your family. That, But that's the part that you'll never see. You'll never see that. They, people won't be honest enough with themselves on this entrepreneurship walk to actually admit that part. Hmm. Except for me, your girl, you know, I did. But I'm like, Because <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole moment of silence when you dropped the mic. I was like, mm-hmm. whoo. To me, what what you're saying, it sounds like what I was saying when I was saying that relationships is a business. Like uh, you don't see the hard work and dedications put people right. put in. They just right. see the business front. That's they right. just see what you, your storefront. Oh, she got a storefront. She doing good. Or she's being flewed out to do conferences. <laughs> She's she's doing good, but they really don't see the background, the the gears working in the back of the clock to make it you be able to know what time it is every day. And the other thing is, is they don't see the people, right? Like none of us is are ever alone in this space. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Like you absolutely 
need people and they don't see the people that's encouraging you and cheering you on the people that's picking you up when you're on the floor crying because you just don't know if you can make it another day like the people who genuinely believe in you and want to see you win like that's those are your people you know what i'm saying a lot of times it's not the friends or the family it's people that you did not ever expect would ever enter your life that have really come there specifically for not that's not the only purpose but they've come there for that purpose. As we get to the end of the episode, what advice, we always try to get the advice, what advice can you give our unestablished community um, for someone that may be where you were, where you didn't know, where you lost your individuality, you lost who you were, you were trying to figure that out. And in the age of 30, this like clock is ticking and yeah. it's ticking loud and it's ticking even louder as Constance said when you're comparing yourself to people on social media. Yes. I am supposed to have my life figured out. I'm supposed to be doing this. It's supposed to be glamorous. I am supposed to be able to manage everything that I need to manage on my own and like you said we need help we need a community we need um (laughs) to give ourselves grace and things will happen in this appropriate time but what's your advice to those people um the first thing that I would say is to do your best to kill the spirit of comparison um comparison is a real it's a deadly space for us to be in because a lot of times we are comparing ourselves to something that really isn't real And, um, you know, we just have to be mindful that social media and the things that we see on the internet is just the highlight reel of someone's life. And I'm a person that does not believe in imposter syndrome. I think imposter syndrome is false because at the end of the day, if your life, if you're living your life in a manner of where you are happy, healthy, and well, your family is happy, healthy, and well you're doing well in your careers, you're doing well in your business or your ministry or podcast or whatever it is that you're doing, then there's no, there is no imposter that you're trying to live up to or connect to, right? There's nobody else out there that you should be trying to compare yourself to because for all intents and purposes, and this is the thing that I, I think we forget is that there's also somebody who's looking up to us. There's also somebody who's comparing themselves to us, but we are, and I'm not sure where this comes from, and maybe we can dive into that in another episode, but where this spirit comes from of it's not good enough because I'm not this, or Mm -hmm. I'm not living this way, or I'm not wearing the red bottoms, or I'm not carrying the designer bags, or I'm not X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. That's why I said that imposter syndrome is not real because if you are trying your best and you are giving it your all, then that's all that matters, period. You may not have the money in the bank account, but that can change. That's all on you. You may not have the relationships that you want, but that can change. That is all on you. And that's that's where that personal and self-accountability comes from. So those would be my first two pieces of advice. When it comes to individuality, the one thing that I always, always tell women, especially, is that you have to love yourself enough to go for it whatever that means. If you want a better life for yourself, then you got to love yourself enough to go for it. 
If you want to be a better businesswoman, then you got to love yourself enough to go for it. If you want to be better in your community, for your kids, for your spouse, love yourself enough to go for it. Because if you don't love yourself, then there is no way that you're going to show up in the spaces that you need to do for others. And that's in life and that's in business and any other spectrum that we may find ourselves. So those are my pieces of advice for uh, the community that's listening um, on today. Yes. Can we I'm add motivational speaker to right. you? Right. <laughs> Why is that not on there? <laughs> Definitely. You can add that on there. And also, um, you know, I've been on this huge kick of, I'm not sure if you guys have been seeing the post of the lioness experience. That is when I talked about embodiment earlier, I'm also embodying a lioness. And I call myself the chief lioness because I am building a tribe of women, a new tribe of women who also have the spirit of the lioness on the inside of them. And as I posted today in our community, sometimes we just have to wake her up. Right. So I'm on this journey of waking up the lioness that's on the inside of you, because I believe women can coexist together. I believe that women can work together. I believe that alpha women can run in packs. Um, It just has to be the right one. I believe that we can all hunt together. I believe that we can all eat together. I believe that we can all grow together. And lionesses, that's who they are. They look out for each other. They walk together. They grow together. They hunt together. They make sure that their family is taken care of together. And that's what I want. I want women around me who have that same mindset and mentality so that we can continue to grow and elevate and take each other to the top. Yes, Lord. Yes. Somebody, you said, yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> Where's the collection, please? Right, for real, honey. I'm ready to pay my tithes right this minute. Look, (laughs) I, I, you know, I just studying lionesses has been something that I've been doing for the past couple of years. I look at them. I watch documentaries. I'm on YouTube, National Geographic, and all of that because I'm so intrigued about her position in the. in the tribe and and in the the jungle and what she actually does and what she means to her family, even to the king who for all intents and purposes, lions don't do anything. They're the king of the jungle, but they don't do anything, right? It's all on her. So so I want women who believe that about themselves, that if I'm not up every morning out here going to get it, then my family is not going to get what they need. Yeah. Point blank period. So, you know, we're building a tribe of women who who have that same mindset. That's important. And this is just on the podcast. Imagine if you book a, a writing session with her. Right. It gets even more intense. Like, I can't imagine. It gets even more intense. Uh-huh. See what I did there? Wink, wink. I bet you did. I want to write a book so on a skirt. Don't be scared. It's good. It's like, it's good when we're done. But, you know, that that process, that's where that pruning happens. That's what I'm scared of. <laughs> process, Listen, and it, a good thing. The pruning is a good thing. 
in an hour, she will buff prune, peel back the onions, <laughs> polish you up, put a little wax shine on you, and send you on your merry way, yes. and then you're going to go take a nap. Yeah. That's what a coaching <laughs> session is like with Tamika. So, yeah, Tamika, let the people know where they can connect with you, where they can book their sessions, where they can buy your book, and where they can stay connected for life. Awesome. So definitely uh, connect with me on my website, which is inkpendiva.com. Ink pen, like the traditional ink pen diva, like Mariah Carey. That's how I say it. <laughs> so inkpendiva.com. You can go there and learn a little bit more about me. You can uh, purchase your copy of Ink Pen Diva, The Truth Behind My Pen. Um, if you go through my website, you will get a personalized um, autograph message from me. And so um, definitely go there and take that out. I do have my service offerings on there for book writing strategy sessions, for one-on-one book coaching, or if someone has already written a book and they're looking for an editor. All of those services are available as far and as well as what you can expect during the time frame that we'll be working together. So send me an email. Oh, also my social media is at Ink Pen Diva on Instagram or personally at Tamika L. Sims. Yes. After that, I mean, everybody needs to reach out. At that I point. mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that they do. I hope that they do. So I'm definitely expecting, you know, um, lots of clients and influx of folks for this fourth quarter and beyond, because I know a lot of times in the fourth quarter, whatever we didn't accomplish at the beginning of the year, we're working really, really hard to make sure we finish before the end of the year. So for many people, a lot of their goal is related to writing a book. A lot of people want to write a book and tell their story. So definitely give your girl a call. They don't call me the ink pen diva for nothing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And get the book. Definitely get the book. Let me show y'all one more time. Hi. <laughs> I love it. Yes, girl. Hey, listen, you got to do that. You got to do that. And that's the other thing too, ladies, is look, every day, right, is this is an everyday journey. Every day. Every day we got to be doing something to push ourselves forward every single day. Like it's no days off. You know what I mean? We talk about that, but it's no days off. You really got to get out here every day and hit it. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you guys. So much. I know we're limited on time, but I wish we could stay a little longer. But <laughs> well, well, you invite me back. Invite me back, and then yes. we can just kick it. Invite me back and yes. just kick it. I'll have my wine. You'll have your wine, and we'll have a good old girlfriend's conversation. It'll be unestablished, unfiltered. Okay, unestablished. Oh, okay. okay. Say that's it right there. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? Constance, write that down. Because <laughs> <laughs> you still have a pen out. Right now, Listen, unestablished, unfiltered with the ink pen diva. No subject is yes. on top of that. We're just going to have a good old girlfriend conversation. So I'm, I'm ready All for right, that. Girl. Y'all just let me know. Will do. Okay. Thank, Thank you. Thank y'all Thank so, you much. so much. Have a good day, ladies. Thank you for you having too, me honey. on. Of course. <laughs> Y'all got y'all's lines today? Yes. Oh, I think I wrote mine down. Gotta get better with that. Go ahead, though. Two, three, four. Whining with wine. Tell me your grievances. Whining with wine, girls. What is on your mind? Tell me what's on your mind. I suppose I'll go first this time. Go ahead, girl. Because <laughs> you got change. something to say. Yeah. Be the change you want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dress for the job you want, not the job you got. Um, 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my wine today is two different things. Um, I don't know, like, if any of you have ever experienced uh, seeing your computer or phone have all the bars that it needs to have, but it still acts like a motherfucking bitch and cuts you off and does stupid shit. My internet has been acting like a real whore this evening, and I'm not happy about it. Like, I've had to refresh my fucking computer I don't know how many fucking times. It's really fucking annoying. Because <laughs> I pay the bill in this motherfucker. They, all that rent. Because please don't pay the bill. Because they're going to find you at work in the right. sauna. They're going to find you to get that message through. Not in the sauna. Right. <laughs> Anywhere. <laughs> but, like, what, how is it I'm paying on, t- on time and you, fu- you mm-hmm. fucking up? Get it together. Preach. God damn it. Right. Um, I also am going to um, shout out ragged people who don't know how to fry fucking chicken. Let me tell you something. If you are, if you work in a restaurant, don't tell me that you put your chicken on a timer. If you specialize in fucking chicken fingers, bitch, it's not the fucking same. Chicken with a bone <laughs> in it is a little more finicky. Okay. You put that meat thermometer all the way through to the middle so you hit a bone and figure out what the fuck the temperature is, motherfucker, because I went to an establishment here in Tampa. I didn't want to go to that bitch. I was making, I was just being a bougie hoe about it. I was like, I don't want to go nowhere with this fucking chicken finger. So I got bone-in chicken. Shit was raw in the middle because I got dark meat, mm. like pulled apart the thighs. Mm. I was like, what the fuck is this? Why the fuck is this shit like pink as hell? Like it's so pink. Like, I know thighs, you know, sometimes it can be a little weird because dark meat, even when you cook it, it's, like, really, really greasy. But whatever. That shit was pink. And then I bit into the leg. There was still a little blood in there. Honey, listen. Uh, Listen. Listen here. If you don't know how to fry fucking chicken, just say that. Don't try and charge me for it. Mm. Yeah. So Mm. that manager looked. Did you get a refund? Yeah. Hell yeah. And I was just like, I don't want to come here in the first place. This is where we decided to eat lunch. But whatever. I know I won't be fucking going back there. At least not, I, I won't be going back there. I just can't. I'm going to just stick those good old Popeyes for my chicken. I'm going to find another one because the one around here, they just they just mean. And they don't listen. <laughs> they all hate their lives and job. But yeah, that establishment down there on North Florida, I, I will not be visiting you again. I just, all I wanted, all I wanted was two legs and two thighs. I didn't think that was that damn hard. I don't know what's worse. Finding un- your chicken is uncooked or finding hair in your food. Like, <sighs> it's definitely the uncooked chicken, yeah. I think. They both equally, but, but if I had to choose, I would definitely choose the uncooked yeah, chicken. Yeah, because the hair in the food, you just like, you just don't care. You're just nasty. You didn't even look at it before right. you brought it out to me. You're just letting all your... Yeah, imagine hmm? hair being in some pasta. Went to Carabas one night. Friend. Tearing that damn pasta up. It was so good. I looked down. I said, I know that little piece of hair is not in my shit. Bitch, <laughs> I found hair in a sandwich before. And I tore that sandwich. Yes, in a burger where you pull your mouth. And That's I, where I like my vomited hair. it up. I was like, well... Lunch is not a thing for me. I will be tearing up whatever it is I eat later. Because I was at school when this happened. It's like, what the fuck? Because at one point, we was able to order from like a local restaurant. I was like, I'm never yeah. ordering for you again. 
I cannot. Oh, I remember that story. You told me they got shut down. Show did. Show fucking did. Mm. Oh my god. Chad. Mm. So y'all need to just get it together. Um, just get it together. Okay. I don't want to hear about your fucking timer. Y'all clearly know what you're doing. Get a meat thermometer too. Thank you. I'm not management, but thank mm-hmm. you. A, a disgruntled customer yeah. who was still hungry and she left. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I want my money back and I'm going to talk cash money shit. Like, you about to establish it. No, bitch, I got to go to work. And it already took 30 minutes to bring the shit out. <sighs> so that's my wine, friends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want nothing to go. You can't even no, remake this shit I, for me. No. I'm good. I got to go back and grind for three more hours before I got to go home. Oh no! <sighs> yes, girl, that sucks. Well, anyway, I I'm whining about time. Hmm. You wake up and you think you got time in the day to do everything you set out to do, and it it just don't fucking happen. Like, I wish we could just extend the days, or I don't know. And don't come at me with that bullshit about time management. Fuck you. <laughs> I just need more time. <laughs> you know what you know what i'm gonna keep on like this is the hardest part of adulting you got different things that you have to manage get laundry done show up to work wash your ass pay the bills Ugh. um drive safely like yeah <laughs> all the things i know i'm just going on a rant right now but all the things all the things what she said eat healthy work mm-hmm. out Practice mindfulness. Uh, when I'm going to have time for all this journal. stuff? Journal. <laughs> like, I know we set our oh own God. expectations and we can so have select days for things, but I guess as you're going through the, the journey of reestablishing what your time is supposed to be how your time is supposed to be used. It's it's a it's hard work just reestablishing your mindset of how you're supposed to use time versus be- continuing to believe how we were taught. Like every day you got to get all these things done, and then that's success. Or every day you're supposed to do X, Y, and Z. So if I want to sit on the couch and get my mind right, it's not a waste of time. Absolutely not. But my subconscious is saying, you know, um. Them clothes you had put in the washing machine yesterday still in there, right? Mm. Um, you know your bed ain't made, right? Um, you know you're supposed to respond to that email, right? I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck I told you. you to tell Cynthia That's to fuck my off. Yes, fuck you. Oh mm. God, I feel you, Lord. friend. I think all these all these questions we solved, we just we just switched to a four day work week. I don't know why that's not a thing. Like, I don't know why mm. that's not a thing. Because weekends are absolutely bullshit. Like, I would love to still be off Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, too, and let my week just start on Tuesday because I could really just chill all day Saturday and not feel guilty. You know, and I still had two more days to do what I need to do. And even if I fuck around a little bit on Sunday, I still got Monday. You can rotate me. You can put me on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You can put me on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You can put me on um, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Like I, don't, you can. I'm down with all of that. 
Girl, you making my head no, hurt. Bitch, Just I say need, we need more time. I need a consistent <laughs> schedule because that's my issue. Mm-mm. Right. Right, right, right. I don't know. Well, I don't have This that girl tried to make a whole living life plan. But even schedule. still, she's still like, you can tell me which four days you want me to work. I don't mind as long as it's only four fucking yeah. days. Because <laughs> those middle mm. of the week days off, they are clutch for appointments mm. and mm. getting shit done. Listen, how am I supposed to call the bank and have stuff done? I got to take time off. Don't you want Yo, me to hours are the bank hours. Like, how right. I well, what business? am I supposed to do? <clears throat> call them on my lunch? That shit ain't that long. Goddamn. I only get 30 minutes, so figure that shit I out. Fact, no. Same. No. Gus <laughs> is like, hour, immediately no. Immediately no. <laughs> no. I'm reveling in my little hour. I'm reveling in it. Cause only get- mm, and then don't let you have to make a phone call and they sit you on the phone for five minutes. Like, like bro, I don't have time for a hold. You costing me. Answer right. phone immediately. <laughs> Please. I am the microwave generation. Make this shit right happen right now. now. <laughs> Read that shit up. <laughs> shit. Hello. Hello. Like, I'm here. Right. What are you doing? What are you whining yeah. about, Jamanda? Um, I got so many things to whine about. My heat still ain't fixed. Ah! So I've been in here freezing the beginning of the week because it was cold as shit earlier this week. The lowest I think my temperature got was 64 degrees in my house. So I had to Girl, did your built-in meters get hard? You know, your nipples get hard. That's when you know your ass cold. Okay, let me tell you about that. Because because it's, it's cold every fucking where. And then I felt like I was about to get sick. And I said, oh, no, I'm about to go on fucking vacation. We not about to do this shit. So I popped some medicine real quick and I'm better today. But it was cold everywhere. It's cold at work. It's cold outside. It's cold inside my house. It's cold at the doctor's office. Everywhere is fucking cold. I can't warm up anywhere except the shower. I stayed. You know how I always talk shit about constant staying (laughs) in the shower so long? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Comes in clutch when you're cold, ain't it? Bruh, I stayed in that shower so long, my feet had to thaw out, bro, because my feet <laughs> are the coldest thing on my body. They're mm-hmm. like ice bricks. I had to stay in it. It was like it was it was like a burning sensation. <laughs> yeah. Damn. They had to thaw out. And I was like, bro, I'm staying in the shower and this hot water is heating my back and my body for as long as I oh can take God. it. Oh my God, you were really cold if it was burning. Yes. Yes, oh, my word. and then I live with a hot-natured person, so he's just like I bought. Oh, the, he was happy. Well, he was. He did get cold one night, okay. but I did bring the space heater upstairs because I got this fancy one that has a, a commote control, and it can you can get it to spin and all this other kind of stuff. So I did bring it upstairs, and he was like with the sly face. Oh, I thought you was going to use your um, heated blanket. So I took that as a symbol of don't turn that fucking space heater on and I'll be burning up tonight. <laughs> Keep that shit on your side of the bed. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I won't turn on the space heater. I'll go get my heater blanket. Bruh, that shit, it was uncomfortable because one minute I'm too hot, then I'm too uh-huh. cold, then mm-hmm. I'm too hot again, then I'm too cold, then I'm sweating, and then I'm I'm shaking because I'm freezing. It was just not a good experience. <laughs> That's then, how I feel with a weighted blanket, too. Like it insulates I'll, the heat. I want one, but I know my significant other would not allow me to have a way to. No, because once you get under that thing, you can't move. Oh, you working it's out? It's supposed every time. to help with your like anxiety and stuff. But I don't want to be working out every time I have to turn over. 
Bro, it was so cold one night. EJ had clothes on. <laughs> like wow. jeans yeah. and a sweater. Yeah. He said it's sweater weather. Sweater weather. Sweater, sweater weather. weather. <laughs> oh, thank God. It's sweater weather. Clothes. <laughs> clothes on. It was so fucking I cold. I cannot believe he had on fucking clothing in the bed. Facts. He did. God damn. Okay, well, I'm not going to laugh at your plight because that was serious. He had on fucking clothes. Yeah. Well, honey, it was cold. It's cold as fuck, but it's warmer today, and it's supposed to be good this weekend for the people who are still gonna be here. But it was the cold. It was cold at the beginning of the year. Fall said, "Bitch, you want me to clock in? I am here." <laughs> you said, "Come in at eight o'clock. I am here." Yeah. So, yeah. So I used downstairs. I turned on my fireplace. It helped warm up downstairs, and then upstairs, I just used my um space heater but at work it was so it was so fucking cold at work i went to my boss i was like i have um a pilo erection that means goosebumps mm-hmm. all over my body and can you please turn up the air the or turn on the heat because it's it's cold yeah and then she was like yeah i'm cold too and then she asked somebody else where they're cold because we're always cold. So it's just like she can't really base it off us. Mm-hmm. So they were like, it's freezing in here. She turned that shit up. It it thawed me out a little bit. It wasn't enough. Right. Mm. But it got me to where I wasn't shaking because my I told one of my coworkers, if you see a little brown dot on the floor on your way to the bathroom, that's my nipple. I step <laughs> on it. Get off. Ignorant Get ass. Get off my line, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately now. Get off it my was line. It was going to fall off. Fall all you the way off on the ground. Okay, got it. Brown dot. That's my <laughs> nipple. No, but when them nipples get hard, that thing hurt. It hurt yes. so bad. Yes. It, it ain't hurts. enjoyable, no, like, no. aroused nipple. It's, it's like, painful. It's rock hard, and it's not going <laughs> down. Yeah. Oh my God. Especially when you freezing cold. That's the I figured that's the first thing that's go damn the digits. The nipple gonna just fall right off. on off. Listen, friend, I never thought I would see or hear about the day you would stay in the bathroom for a long period of time to do anything other than take a shit. I'm proud of you being in the shower for a long time, but I honestly hate that it was a necessity. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, the only way I felt warm is when I exercised. So I did warm. That was the only time I was warmed in my house besides turning on the fireplace and using the heated blanket. But I would have been cuddled right up under that fireplace all night. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't fix it this week. So mm-hmm. we're going to be gone next week. So they can't fix it then. So I have to wait until the week after. At least well, your, your bill should be a little low this yeah. month. And bitch, you'll definitely be warmed up here. Your nipples will be good and flat like... <laughs> they be getting hard for a good reason around this motherfucker here. High we went to Texas. Oh, we went to Texas and it was 100 degrees. Like soon as I stepped outside, my back started sweating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty like, cool Damn. considering the hurricane and stuff. It's going to be like cool, like 80s, high 80s. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm ready. I got I got my shorts in my head cuz they ain't packed. Yeah. But in my head, I got all the shorts I want to wear. Good. Pack your shorts, okay. pack your bathing suits, pack mm-hmm. more than one. Mm-hmm. 
because I don't know what we're going to be doing, but I'm assuming at some point we're going to the fucking beach. Okay. On that note, friends, we are out of here. Unestablished <laughs> will be on vacation. Yes. Um, by the time this episode comes out, we will be back. But this is being recorded the week before we head out. And uh, we wanted to make sure we didn't leave y'all high and dry. Mm-hmm. Like my nipples. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We're taking Tampa. They're taking Tampa, bitches. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. So excited. Unestablished is taking Tampa f- over for the 9,000. So you're working with some ass shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Look at juvenile. That's right. Peace. Well, okay. Well, you ain't tell the people where they can. I don't care. I'm on vacation. If that's oh! 8 o'clock, it's 801. <laughs> She said, I don't have time for that. Listen, you can find Unestablished on Instagram. Y'all, just find us on, yeah, find us on social media. Y'all email us, too, yeah. if y'all want to talk about anything. Or if y'all have any topic y'all want to bring to us or share with us, email us. Yeah. Find us on Instagram, Unestablished Podcast, Facebook, Unestablished Podcast, um, TikTok. You know, we got that, too. And uh, I guess I got to rush on out of here because Mo is going Yes, y'all know we love y'all, but we gotta go. We don't work hard. It's time to play hard. See y'all next week. Bye. Cheers. 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 See you later. Jesus Christ, you don't rush. She said, "Bitch, neither one of y'all is packing a motherfucking stitch of clothing, and it's eight oh one. It's eight o'clock. My flight leaves at five thirty. I gotta go an hour just to get to the airport, and nothing is packed. Goodbye." Good night then. Oh. Gracious God. <laughs> uh, well, I gotta go do some homework. So Okay. Yeah. Sorry. My Uber Eats is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what? Thank you for joining us this week on Unestablished. Be sure to catch us every week and don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on all podcast platforms. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Until next time, peace and love.